Okay. What does your wife do with the thermostat? Oh my god, I. It's as you get older, you realize sitcom tropes exist for a reason, and that's a battle. Dude, I'm in one right now. I'm in our bedroom in a very small space, and Chelsea is cold, even though it's 75 degrees in here. And so now I'm just burning up. Can I ask a question? What? Is she at least fucking layering? Because Jessica won't even layer and turn that no. shit up. Not at all. Just a t-shirt and sweatpants. Furious. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that sweatshirt in the in the in the closet, honey? Bought and paid for. Yeah. You don't need to make me pay for more. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not twenty cents a a second. It was even funny today because she was like, well, when we're thinking about buying a house, we should also uh, th- put into the fact that we you know we're going to have to pay for heating. I was like, I know. That's why I'm trying to get you to wear clothes <laughs> in, in the, the apartment. Yeah. In the small one bedroom we have. Yep. Not Jesus the two story, twice as big on f- square footage on each floor. It's going to be bad. Yeah. It's gonna, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Yep. They need to learn about insulation. I know it's really easy. Like right now, I am in uh, a unzipped, really thin hoodie and underpants because mm-hmm. I'm hot. If I was cold, I'd put on sweatpants. It's that fucking easy, dude. That's what I do. Do you sleep with socks on ever? Uh, no, because it's always too damn hot in my apartment. I actually very rarely sleep with covers on because my wife likes to keep it hot. Yeah, I. Uh... She has three layers of blankets that are on. Her side of the bed, and then I have a small sheet which I usually cover half my body with. <laughs> How I sleep for whatever reason, my shirt always rides up, and I wake up and I'm wearing a belly shirt. Oh, that's always fun. <laughs> like every like every morning, it's when like she, I have a cut off belly shirt. When she works overnight, I turn off the AC and open the windows and just live my life, and it's just the best. Mm-hmm. It's just the best. Welcome to Bumfuzzle. My name is BRC Yeah, and with me is a man who doesn't say anything until I say, Welcome to Bumfuzzle. I'm just kidding. It's a nice little sweaty Betty Aaron Kirby. Sweaty Betty, baby. Uh, so thank you for the for everyone and their patience except for you around Seattle uh, for the <laughs> for this small hiatus that we took. I traveled to San Francisco, which is weird to think that that was just last week. And I don't want to force content because who wants to listen to force content? Don't we have enough of that? Is well, there a thing? Let's let's peel back the onion a little bit for everybody because mm-hmm. I was like at work like, hey, I'll just do one myself. Yes. And then I realized I have no idea how to do one myself. Yes. And so Chris did one himself. I did. <laughs> and those that um, are fans of Aaron and I's legacy in the internet recording radio world, mm-hmm. uh, that last episode, would you consider that a throwback to the 15? Was that I like a consider, homage? I would consider that was in the spirit of the 15, no doubt. That's well put. No right. doubt. Because I would say, percentage-wise, what would you say? 27, 20, 30% of the episodes were us just fucking with people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole thing, <laughs> we had a podcast just to troll people, which yeah. is kind of what we do a little bit here. Maybe. A little bit. Maybe. A little bit. Maybe it'll get worse. 
It will definitely it will get, get worse. worse. That is the safest bet in Vegas. <laughs> that it will get fucking way worse. Yeah, go put your money on it. You actually have reverse odds on it. It's like one to three. Do you want to, you want to know an example of why I know that? Hmm. When I uploaded that episode last week, I said, oh, that was only 40 seconds. I was trying to make it 16 minutes. <laughs> so by mistake that was short i love what we do mm-hmm. and who we are and who we will become <laughs> yep, yep that 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 is that is always a great thing to just look in the mirror and just say i, I, I love me some me love me some me baby Man, um, I'm fucking good, dude. I'm in a good mood. I feel like this is like the first episode in a while that I could just be here and focused and participating and just happy. Happy that I get to do this. I'm so happy. I missed doing this. I missed you. I missed Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. I missed the pod. I missed Mm -hmm. the fuzzies. Yes. I miss it all, baby. I miss it. I miss it, and this is a beautiful time of year, and we'll get into all of that. There's a lot of exciting things to cover, but the first question that I always like to ask is, Aaron Kirby, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, man, I had a week. I had two weeks, two whole weeks. I'm still cold because it's spring now in Chicago and it's still freezing. Uh, mm-hmm. But I bought recently the remastered version of Burnout Paradise. And it is just as fun and dumb as I thought it'd be. You should definitely pick it up. Very, very fun. Very, very right enjoyable. Now. Buy it right now. Let's play it. I, Chelsea's uh, working all weekend. We could play let's, it. Let's just night. talk real fucking fast and play it tonight. <laughs> yeah, you want to do that? We can do that. Yeah. We can do it right now. Hold on. We can just, yeah, let's just end it right here. And then you have another like 40 minutes. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, Burnout Paradise is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, graphics are well remastered. It was already a pretty game to begin with, so it wasn't like it was a massive remaster. Uh, but it's very fun. It's very easy to play, and it's uh, it's fun. I enjoy it. I have no qualms with my forty dollars purchase, and it's forty bucks. How many yeah. tracks? Well, it's just a persistent world. So you just drive around the city, and if you want to do a race, you pull up to an intersection and you rev your engine, and there's a bunch of different races. So there's no, like, tracks per se. Like, you don't go places, and it's like, this is where you're racing. You can go all around the city during a race. It's fun. (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing so hard, but I just thought of the idea of, like, you at a store, me at a store, and... Like, it's like a Lowe's, and we need someone to help us, but no one is there, so we just start making revving noises with our mouth. (laughs) And just standing there and, like, snarling our lip. I don't know why that's so funny to me. One thing I did in my very early 20s is when I needed help in a store, I would uh, yell, little help, like I lost a ball, like across a tennis court or a baseball or a football. I'd be like, little help, little help, little help, little help. Dude. And not to, I mean, I, I, I choose Lowe's hardware specifically because to get customer service in that fucking store is goddamn Ooh-wee. impossible. Ooh-wee. I went to uh, Home Depot recently, and I was uh, very high on marijuana. And I told myself that, uh, yeah, this was, this was actually since we last recorded, so perfect. I, want, I need to find the rug cleaner because mm-hmm. my dog shit all over our rugs mm-hmm. and just massive diarrhea all over them. 
and I, I told myself that. when I walked in, I was like very high, and my game was I can't ask anyone for help because GameStop opened in an hour. Yeah, and I wanted to go to GameStop. Yep. but I wanted to kill some time, and I found the <laughs> the Ruck steam cleaner uh, after fifty five minutes, just Whoa. under an hour, baby. It was perfect. Wait, why couldn't you ask for help though? That was the game. I had an hour to. Oh, kill. it was I a asked, legitimate game. I played a game with myself. I was I was stoned, and I was just like, "Don't ask for help. See how long it takes you." And it took me almost an hour to find it because I was just walking around the whole store. I did laps. I missed it like three times. I walked did right. Did you past enjoy it. the hour? Oh yeah, I had a wonderful time. I was looking at toilets. I was looking at fridges. I was looking at doors. I was in the door aisle for like. It felt like an hour, but it probably had to be like 10 minutes. So part of the issue was just the personal distraction of you seeing things that caught your eye. Yeah, because I've never really walked around one of those stores before. You always are in and out. You it know? took you an hour. It took me an hour. And spoiler alert, I did ask someone for help at the end because I was getting very frustrated. How long until you got mad about it? Um, Probably like 45 minutes in. Because so 10 minutes, you were mad. I was, yeah, because in that 10 minutes, I was looking for someone. What was the internal dialogue you were having? Like, were you asking yourself, like, why is this so hard to find? Well, so I will say I got completely distracted mm-hmm. by all the, like, when I found the toilets, I, was, I stared at the toilets for a long time. I was looking at <laughs> mailboxes because I was just like, ooh, what the hell? Look at, look at all these different types of toilets. And let me tell you this toilets not a lot of technology behind them they all look the same there's no color we got to get some color on the toilets they're all white it's all aesthetics it's got i think we could have an aesthetically pleasing toilet that's not white yeah but like think of the ones that aren't white that you can actually visualize in your mind it's kind of a dated look like that like dark like tainted pink like green yeah that's why i say bring it to the 21st century with some better color options maybe like a matte finish like a gunmetal, huh? Or a chrome toilet? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with just you. saying there's there's a lot on the table. Oh my god, I just confirmed with DJ. Did you? Yeah, we're gonna. Oh, okay, uh, spoiler. I just want to fucking talk about it because I don't give a shit. Um, I'm gonna. We're gonna do it April fifth. Uh, but yeah, Demetrius Johnson's gonna come on the podcast. <laughs> Demetrius Johnson. For people who don't know that name or it sounds familiar, who is he? He is the UFC flyweight champion who has the most title defenses. Of anybody in history, right? In fucking for, history. For any title. Yep. Yep. So he, you could say he might be the most dominant champion of all time in the UFC? He, he's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. The Greatest of all time. For those that are no, no familiarity with DJ... Go just go Google Mighty Mouse Armbar and watch the first video that comes up. Go Google it. See what he can do. That's awesome. I'm pumped. Sorry to... I, your story was wonderful, but no, I no, just had to share that with you. It was over for about 30 seconds, so you saved it. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful I'm pumped. We have so many fucking cool guests, man, coming should up. Should we announce the next one? Because it's next uh, week. Uh, yeah, we should. I'm actually really excited to talk to this guy. Like, I was thinking of other questions, but go ahead. So, the uh, next guest we have for next week is going to be joining us for a very fun 
baseball prop bet podcast where we're just going to be goofy with as many prop bets as we can. Uh, his name is Jason Churchill. You can follow him on Twitter at Prospect Insider. I've been reading Jason since probably in high school. Uh, he does a lot of baseball prospects uh, writings. He does baseball things podcast. He is also has a website called ChurchillThings.com, and he writes for Hero Sports as well. Right. He's been on the afternoon radio in Seattle on uh, 7. No, what was the other one? The CBS one? Oh, boy. Eh, it's fine. It was the fan. 1095, the fan. 1090, the fan. And he did that for about two years with Steve Sandmeyer. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he will be um, on next week. And the cool thing about that is you guys hear that, and you guys may not be baseball fans, and you go, all right, here we go, baseball talk. But I assure you the segment is very inviting. Wouldn't It'll you be, say? It'll be it's like, it, yeah, it's just like – Did you see it, what I was writing today in the doc? The oh, yeah. We had for it? It, is, it is – of a bumfuzzle tone. The mm-hmm. dressing on the salad is bumfuzzle. I assure you. So you should be excited for it. It's going to be good. So yep. what else I'm doing is I... Uh, what's the, What do the kids call it? A marathon? The new Queer Eye on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Marathon the new Queer Eye on Netflix. Ooh, I want to talk about that. But can I just say one more thing? I so, I'm so sorry. Go. Be mad about it. Um... We want Daniel Vogelbach to be on the podcast. Yes, we do. And if every single one of you people can tweet at him (laughs) to our podcast, it would make my fucking year. And can I tell you something that just made my year? Yeah. My wife, I'm in the bedroom, Mm -hmm. just very quietly opened the door, walked into the dresser next to me, opened it up, pulled out a sweater, (laughs) put it on, and slowly walked out and closed the door. She has an iron deficiency, bro. (laughs) (laughs) There's no question in my mind that your wife has a fucking iron deficiency. She is anemic. Maybe. Can't call it, you know. Can't call it. All right. Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. My apologies. I just... I'm Queer just Eye is excited tonight. I'm all over the place. Go well, ahead. Dude, we're happy to be here. We got a lot of great news. We have we have women getting sweaters. We have Jason Churchill. We have Mighty mm-hmm. Mouse. We have so much going on. Mm-hmm. Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. That's something I never watched when I was younger when it came out, but I watched the new episode, and that is one of the most easy to watch shows ever. It's very formulaic, but there's only yep. like eight episodes. Yep. And it's fun as hell. Yeah. Because like they like. They had like some really cool stories. Like they had a guy who was like a fire chief and they like redid him. They had one guy who was like a straight up like I they found like a ton of Trump supporting stuff in his garage. And I was like, ooh, ooh. And he was like he was a cop. And I was like, ooh, but they were cool with it. And it was like they have like every episode like makes you want to cry. There was this one guy who was gay, but he didn't want to come out as gay to his family, but he regretted it because his dad died and there was this big old thing. It was it's a great show. Great show to watch. The long haired the long haired guy, uh the funniest one. Uh by far the funniest one. I can't think of their names. I don't know anyone's name, but you guys should go watch it. It's on Netflix. It's very fun. Nice. I enjoyed it. I threw on one just to see how it is and I just watched seven of them. I watched the old one and I thought it was a good show. It's got a good premise. It's got a great premise. I would love to get queer eyed. It's just, it's just, it's, it's a funny, it is a funny premise because 
It's just people with taste. It doesn't really matter that they're gay, but they're just colorful. <laughs> like, at least the old one was where they just act like Carson was like the main guy and he was just like super flamboyant. And that's what made it fun. It's so. a great show. Go check it out. Speaking of other shows, talk about the one that you asked me if I watch. And it is one of the very few shows I watch on a weekly basis when it comes out. Yeah, so I just wanted to talk about this show because I caught up and I neglected it for three weeks. And I want to make sure everyone's watching this sh- this show. And the reason is, is I could get r- on a huge tangent here, but comedies are one of the hardest things to make. Like yes. a good comedy is next to impossible. A comedic movie is borderline non-existent compared to what has existed in the past. Last Man on Earth is probably the funniest comedic show I've seen in the last five or so years. Like, it hasn't fallen off at all. It's so fucking funny that if you're not watching it, you are doing yourself a disservice. It's so good. Everyone plays their characters perfectly. I've been watching since day one. I couldn't wait for this because I'm a big Will Forte fan. Yeah. Fuck, is it funny? And to speak on the comedy shows, I'm not, I can't stand most comedies on TV, if minus animated comedies. I think animated comedies are easier to be funny because it's just like an open premise. Right. You, you can do things that you can't do with live mm-hmm. people. But in terms of like, I'm trying to think of what other shows I watch that are comedies on TV. That the Office, that but shit. that shit even fell off. That shit fell off. 30 Rock fell off. Uh, but I mean, they also were on for a lot more seasons so far. There's a lot right. of content that they burned through. The only other one I really watch is probably like John Oliver. That's really yeah, but it. that's like... That's, that's in a completely that's, different category. That's, I, yeah, that's kind of like an animated show in my mind, right? Because just a bunch of an, it's just a bunch of people that was one job is to make a opening whatever those are called monologue funny because that show is just a monologue yeah it's one whole long monologue i don't know how john oliver performs like that every week um the other other thing i want to say about will forte too is that to me well first of all and you and i talked about this the other day and we can get into it but like that that period of uh snl it was definitely underappreciated as it was happening but will forte especially i feel is one of the people that like i feel like he blossomed after the show like he got a fair shot and he he did some cool things there don't get me wrong but like mcgruber last man on earth like he really became the person that he was in comedy after his tenure at snl i agree with that because think about name a a memorable sketch that will forte was the lead in exactly and i loved him on the show yeah but he just didn't have the memorable sketch yeah, and dude, he was in the fucking shadows of giants. Like, it's easy to talk about now because it happened in the past, but, like, Bill Hader, Kristen Wiig. Uh, Andy fu- Samberg. Jason Andy Sudeikis. Samberg. Jason Sudeikis. Uh, Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen, yeah. Like, those are huge. Those guys have huge comedic presences across the board. Like, Jason Sudeikis is a leading man. Bill Hader's like one of like the most renowned Hollywood writers right now, and he just came out with an HBO show that I'm really excited to start. Can't wait to watch that. Um, Kristen Wiig is obviously fucking Kristen Wiig, and Fred Armisen has Portlandia, which is like in its seventh or eighth season. Yeah. 
<laughs> which is crazy. And I don't know if you watch that show, but that show's fucking funny too. I have watched that show. It is quite good. Yeah. So if you don't watch that show, please go watch it. And if you want, we can talk about it. I'd love to hear your input. I fucking love that show. I'm not going to bore you guys. Fred Armisen just, bits. just showed up in it. And uh, he killed Will it. Farrell has been in it. Mm-hmm. That was the, random. The other thing I like too is when they have people on for like 30 seconds that are really famous and they die. Like Will Ferrell. <laughs> or John Hamm. Oh, yeah. John Hamm was in it. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes, and this is going to be spoilers, is Tandy, who is uh, uh, Will Forte's main character. He was trying to teach us, give this guy the confidence that he could fly a plane because he was flying plane simulators and he wanted to fly to Seattle to find his boyfriend. And mm-hmm. so the guy gets up and he takes off. And within five minutes of taking off, nose dies and explodes just directly into the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They built That's it up so for like episodes great. and it was just like dead. Yep. God damn it. I want to go down Watch that road show. so bad. The best is when they can't find the guy and he goes out and searches for him, but he's wearing a Tyrannosaurus Rex costume. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Love Tandy. Yeah. I like any character that I feel like has a similar spirit to that I do. And I feel like Tandy and I would probably do a lot of very similar things if we happened to be one of the last people on Earth. Yes. Yes. In the way that Hitman... Um, God damn it. I forget his name, the fat guy. How, how they call Todd. each other. They call each other Bud. Oh hey, Bud. <laughs> it's good shit, man. Great, okay. great show. So, yeah. So, that's a great show. The other show I wanted to talk about that I tried, and I don't know if you've seen this show. It's called Crashing, and it's starring Pete Holmes, who is a comedian that's kind of in like that Nerdist universe yeah. of like Chris Hardwick and stuff. And I think you could appreciate this at a level even better than I can. But I think that the problem with that show that I just don't like, and it's kind of why I stopped listening to comedians podcasts, is they just talk about doing comedy. And that show is just him acting out what it's like starting out in comedy, like handing out flyers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's not... Barking. Yeah, okay, so you have seen it. Uh, no, I just know what that is. Okay. I've done it. Um, I, I don't like watching shows that are about comedy. Yeah, it's just like, it's just too in the weeds. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's just it's just too, like, inside jokey, if that makes sense. So it's like, it's a show that's kind of like for comedians to see, like, it sucks, see, look what I had to do kind of thing. And I don't really listen to Pete Holmes or seen any of his sets or anything. And, like, it's funny because it's starring a whole bunch of comedians. But to me, there's just nothing less entertaining than comedians talking about comedy. Yes, it sucks. Because it's like me talking about my fucking job or you talking about your job. Like, it's not like, oh, and then he burned the light. Oh, I like to have my light go on here. Oh, man. I love when I get them laughing in the premise. It's like, dude, like, I don't give a shit about any of this. Yeah, it's not entertaining. Dude? I don't I don't want to be a fucking comedian, so why do I give a fuck about this? I feel like most comedians don't like that shit either. I don't know what those type of shows are for. Like, who they're for. <laughs> I just don't get it. Yeah. Do you like when athletes talk about the mechanics of their sport? Like, if it's, like, two athletes sitting down, like, talking about hitting. Like, I think Mike Blowers and Edgar Martinez did something recently about that. 
Um, it depends upon who it is, but mm-hmm. generally no, just because I don't understand a lot of it. I'd it's rather, fun to pretend you do. <laughs> yeah, it's t- yeah, it is very fun to pretend you do. But I would rather like have I'd rather hear Egger talk about literally anything else. Right. Because all that shit's so far above my head. Yeah. I would like I would like to hear him talk about baseball in the terms of like, hey, who do you like? Who do you think could break out? Who who did you like facing? Who do you or like think that why we should be excited about certain players? I like yeah, that kind of like stuff. Give me your insight into that, but I don't need to know the process. No, me neither. You know what I would like Edgar to do is just for him to give get really famous movie lines and to read those for thirty minutes. I could do that. I could be in for that. Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, what could have Kyle done better today? Uh, he went, you know, he got the sombrero. He went 0 for 4, three strikeouts. What, what could he have done better today? And then he's just like, Baba Booey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does kind of talk like a cartoon character, which I really like. And that's the way the news goes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, sweet. So are you ready to turn in some homework? If you did your homework, then say I did my homework. I did my homework. I did my homework. And if you did your homework, then say I did my homework. I did my homework. I did my homework. I want to do a good job. Homework. Sweet. So I'll go ahead and go first, and I'm going to talk about the Cody Rhodes article that I finished today. Um, I really liked it. And Wasn't for those like who don't the know, longest thing in the world. It was, but it was good because I don't know wrestling. And if it would have just started at the initial problem, I wouldn't have any context and it would have been hard. That article mm-hmm. was... So the article was written for me. It wasn't written for you. Mm-hmm. Because I knew about pretty much everything, like the whole, everything that was going on, but... Yeah. I'm sure cool there's pieces here and there where you're like, like oh, wow. His father um, and all that stuff is the stuff that really drew me in. Yeah, so Cody Rhodes is a wrestler who's on the independent circuit right now. I think he's in New Japan. At least they talk about that in the article. And he is the lineage of Dusty Rhodes, who was a very famous wrestler, had a huge part in WWE. And a lot of it is is just the focus on Cody Rhodes and his kind of decision to become a professional wrestler, but also to become a professional wrestler in his own lane. So he just kind of had a constant battle within himself where he wanted to be his own human in the sport, but he was always uh, overshadowed by his dad. And it wasn't even anything his dad was doing proactively. There are some instances where his dad would walk into a room where Cody was planning something and he would be upset. But there was also like this weird dynamic as well where he really appreciated his dad's support and his and his decision-making uh, or in his decision-making process in the business, there would be times where he'd ask himself, what would his dad do? Because unfortunately, he did pass. Um, I don't know how much is a spoiler, but we're not really talking about a movie or anything, so I don't think spoiler really applies here. The problem that Cody ran into is that post his father's de- uh, death, um, he was working on a character kind of around those lines or time called Stardust Which to was, go with his brother yeah. who was Gold Dust, so that they could be like buddies. And it was like wrestling's really big on the lineage and they try to play into the lineage a lot. Um, but he didn't really want to do that. And his dad didn't even really like that he was doing that so that now when he was gone, the writers 
were really having a quote-unquote hard time figuring something out with him. But really, just from the perspective the article was written, they more or less got that lazy with his opportunity. So what Cody did was he broke out to the independent circuit to kind of create his own lane. Um, and it's really just talking about a majority of the article is just his coming up and wrestling, what he's done to get where he's at. But then also, like the struggle it is to be your own person in a business where your father was a huge keystone to the history. Is that a fair summary? Yeah, he's an. It's funny because what Dusty's an absolute legend. Yeah. Uh, but what's really funny about what Cody Rhodes is doing is it's he's kind of doing what people wanted him to do in WWE. But he's doing it his own way. So, like, right now, he's Cody Rhodes. He's the American nightmare. Dusty Rhodes was the American dream. He's playing up that, like, his his theme song says, wrestling has more than one royal family. And that's a dig at the McMahons. Being like, mm-hmm. hey. Because Cody Rhodes, you think if you're Dusty Rhodes' son, you're going to get all these opportunities. And don't get me wrong, he got tons of opportunities. But they didn't see him as this main event player. So he proved, he was like, you don't think I can carry a company on my back? Let me go, and I'll go to Ring of Honor. And Ring of Honor right now has had the best ticket sales and pay-per-view buys when he was the champion than they ever had before. So he's going and proving that he is that guy who can step out of his dad's shadow right. and do it in his own way. Right. Exactly. But he has this bit about the, the ring. Did you see that thing about the ring? It's one of my favorite things in wrestling. No, but I will say I think the twist on that is it's not him it's not him going against his father like he's not doing it in protest of his father's legacy he's doing it because in his mind he thinks that this is what his dad would want him to do his dad would want him to be his own guy exactly so that's the distinction is that he's not rebelling against his dad he he, he believes his father would say you should become your per- who you are his dad told him to leave WWE like four years before he did. Right. He didn't like the Stardust shit, right? Like he was like, what the fuck? This no. is stupid. And But yeah. here's the thing. he The one thing that Cody Rhodes did in WWE is he knocked everything out of the park they gave him. Stardust was knocked out of the park for as much as it could be. Right. He, everything he did. He got having a mustache be like become a character. He did a thing called Dashing Cody Rhodes, then Undashing Cody Rhodes that were... Both awesome. He did a Q&A the other day on Twitter where somebody asked, and I think this kind of sums up everything that you were just saying, where someone said, have you ever thought of wearing polka dots as an homage to your dad during a match because uh, Dusty wore polka dots? Mm-hmm. And he said, why would I ever do that when I'm Cody Rhodes and I'm not Dusty Rhodes? There you go. Yeah. He's just making his own thing. And what he's doing is huge for wrestling as a whole. He's bringing up the indies with him and he's making new japan more popular in the united states because there's more uh american guys called gaijins over there now Mm -hmm. uh and they're seeing more success than they've ever seen ring of honor is doing better sales than they've ever done and he's Mm -hmm. doing it he's doing it he's he's doing what dusty did before he came to wwe and it's awesome yes the territories baby and i will say the one thing in the article that i thought was really fun funny is man, did they do everything but admit that Dusty Rhodes died young because of steroid abuse? 
Oh, no, he didn't die young because of steroid abuse. Have you ever seen Dusty Rhodes? Yeah, he's big. Yeah, he's fat. He's not ripped. Doesn't stomach cancer typically stem from performance-enhancing drugs? Is that what he had, stomach cancer? Yeah, he had stomach he, cancer he and hepatitis C. He was just a very C. unhealthy guy. He, and the hepatitis C was probably from blading. Yeah. I would be surprised if he was on PEDs. I don't want to. I don't want to do any character assassination. But my understanding is that stomach cancers typically do stem from that. Ooh, maybe it also stems from your butt. Boom, baby. Boom, baby. Boom, baby. Boom, baby. Yeah. That was that was good. But no, it was a good article. I, I found it. I found it interesting. He is a he is an interesting person, and I like the approach of that article because it was written for me, and it wasn't written for you. So. Maybe that was why it's so hard to read. Maybe. Did you read the one I gave you? I did. I read it today, actually. And I'm going to do... It's pretty easy. It was an easy one. And it was a Kevin Loves article about how he... Uh, how he had a panic attack for the very first time. And it was his realization of mental health issues. Because he's never really thought about it. Because he never really faced any challenges. And I guess DeMar DeRozan, is that how you say his name? Yeah, uh, he spoke out saying he was depressed, and so it got Kevin Love thinking because he had this, he had this panic attack during a game where it was like mm-hmm. in the third quarter and he felt something was wrong for the first half and he played really shitty, and then he just during a timeout had to leave and the coach looked at him and he's like, "Go back on the court," and he just said, "I'll be right back," and he just went into the locker room. He ended up laying on his back trying to catch his breath, and I'm not sure if you're a man who has panic attacks, uh, but there's something that I deal with. And they suck. They are just the worst. Have you ever experienced like a full-blown panic attack? I don't think so. Because they're not good. So reading that, I was like, I think it's great even just to make awareness that shit like that happens. Mm -hmm. And I just love the idea because it's something that I've always thought is that everyone's going through shit. You don't know what people are going through. And he never even thought about mental health as an issue until he had one panic attack and then started seeing a therapist. Right. Panic attacks are the worst, man. Yeah. I, I don't no, get I'm, them often, but when I do, they fuck me up for days. Like, I'll go through an episode, and I'll just, I'll be out for a couple of days. Like, I'll be going to work, but I'm not there. Because I'm like, it's like a scar that heals. Like, it's a cut, and it needs to heal up and close before I can actually operate normally. I haven't had, I remember the, the last one I had, and it's been... I think it's about a year now. I'm kind of due for one. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So yeah. I one. I've become much better at controlling it because I can tell. I'm kind of like, because actually meditation has helped me with this. But oh, good. It, it's allowed me to just calm down because the whole problem is you're out of control. You're completely out of control. And you're just yeah. like, I'm going to die. This is how I die. I don't know why I'm going to die, but I'm going to die. And you yeah. just are convinced you're about to die for hours. I've I've never had one. I don't think I've ever had one. Um, I did like it though. It was kind of interesting to me, and it's not for me to be little by any means, but it is interesting how many people are so unaware of simple shit when it comes to mental health. Mm-hmm. Because he said something like, "Wouldn't you know it? When my grandma died, I was sad, but I never talked about being sad. And then I talked about it to my therapist. I was like, oh, yeah, this is still bothering me. And it's like, in my head, I'm going, yeah, no shit. 
Some people, um, but here's the thing: some people haven't dealt with that a lot. So. Yeah, exactly. So I, I do have the sympathy in the sense that, like, you don't know until you're taught. Does that make sense? Like, he doesn't like, and like, let's be real: men internalize a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, I think people overall do, not just men. Yeah, no, no kidding. So you know, I mean. I think it's just that, and I think that there's a humility in asking for help that not a lot of people are willing to do. Yeah, because um, people don't want to look weak. But there's nothing yeah. wrong with asking for help. Yeah. Nothing wrong. Help me right now, Chris. Help yeah, me what can I do? Pod- help me make this podcast. Um, I can't like edit mo- it. You got to edit it tonight. I'm sick, oh, of, okay. I'm sick of editing all the podcasts. <laughs> Let's just make it be known that if it's ever said publicly that Aaron is responsible for editing a podcast, that podcast is over. <laughs> that podcast doesn't exist. Yeah. Let it be known that if Aaron's responsible for editing anything. Yep. Just anything. It's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. That's a fact, Jack. Boom, okay. baby. I have a, I have homework, and it's not on the sheet. Okay. Can I give are. you my homework? No, okay, I have homework for both of us, but okay, yeah, you give me homework and I'll give you homework. We'll okay. do that. Your homework is to watch Final Deletion, which was the main event of Monday Night Raw this week. I saw that trending. I fucking knew you were going to tell me to do that. Because it's very weird and it's very dumb. Final Deletion. And it's, I wrote it next to new homework. You don't need to type it in right there. If you just read above Kevin Love article it's his final deletion. Oh, I didn't I just write that. that for shit. Can you uh giggles. will you will you link it to me later? Yeah, I'll find it. So Okay. There's this character named in WWE it's called Woken Matt Hardy, but it it started as Broken Matt Hardy in elsewhere and essentially Matt Hardy from the Hardy Boys breaks and he just went just completely insane. Mm. And like half of his hair is dyed and then he invites Bray Wyatt to his what he calls the Hardy compound, and this this is all unfolded prior to WWE in another league or another league, another promotion, mm-hmm. and it's just wild. Like he has his son, who's like four, King Maxwell, and he's a part of it. And then he now has Wolfgang, Lord Wolfgang, who's his like newborn baby. He's he's on the Hardy compound, and they have Vanguard One, who is a drone who can uh, talk. And then there's Senior Benjamin, who's his gardener, and he has a shovel, and he hits people over the head with a shovel. And then he has Scar's Guard, which is a dilapidated boat that he puts he uh, he drives over the top of uh, what's it called, the Lake of Reincarnation. And the Lake of Reincarnation is this thing where he throws wrestlers into it, and then they come out as their old gimmick that they used to do. Aaron, yeah couldn't be more lost right now (laughs) (laughs) well then there's queen rebecca so here's the thing he gets and he starts like he shoots roman candles at him and uh you just you you gotta watch man it's a it's a trip it's i'll do it it's a fucking trip man i'm there i'm fucking there but holy shit was i gone (laughs) i can't wait for you to see it Okay, and I have a great one for you. And I mean that like I think you're actually going to enjoy it. Okay, it better not be bright. <laughs> for those that don't know, my, my wife came down and, and told us that we should all watch Brightest Homework. And Aaron, Aaron sounded 
so mad to the point that I thought something happened before the podcast that he just didn't want to record. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, Listen to the latest Bill Simmons with the Bennett Brothers. Oh, yeah. The, the I, podcast that was on my with the Bennett today. Brothers. I will happily listen to that. Was it good? Yeah. You'll like it. Good. I think you'll like it. Sweet, good, baby. All right. You want to get paid? I do want to get paid. We have a big announcement for, for the payment, for the, for the ads. Yeah. yeah. Guess who's back, baby? We got re-upped through our old friends at Mayo Crate. Firstly, I'm going to tell you about Mayo Crate, and then I'm going to give you a little tease about what's happening next week. But Mayo Crate, what if they had me do with no R's? What if that was a thing that they wanted me to read the ad in, just as Mayo Crate? So, Chris, you remember Mayo Crate, my friend? I do remember it. You remember it? Yeah, I remember those. You got any of those Mayo leftovers, those packets, those jars, them squeezy tubes, do you? I think I have some in my garage. In your why do you keep it in your garage? You have a fridge in there? I have uh I have one of those like Hey stop fridges. talking. Name the best condiment in the world. Mayo. Mayo. Name the second best condiment in the world. Nays. That is somewhat correct. I'll go with it. <laughs> Did you know that Americans spend over two billion dollars on mayonnaise a year? That's more than any other condiment, including ketchup. Mayo Crate is delivering you over $150 worth of mayonnaise to your doorstep for only $45 a month. Don't waste time making your own mayonnaise or overpaying for local farm fresh mayonnaise when it can be delivered straight to your door. Mayonnaise can replace milk. Mayonnaise can replace olive oil. You can take Mayo Crate, you can mayonnaise, you could freeze it into balls. You can dredge it in egg wash. You can deep fry it for mayonnaise, deep fried balls. And if you're a mayo purist like me, you can drink it straight from the jar. Guys, last time they were giving you 30% off your first delivery. Here's a cool thing that they're doing. For your very first delivery, you get 30% off once again. But if you have ever done business with Mayo Crate before, they will not only give you 20% off, which is cool because they never... Seem to nobody ever seems to give you anything free if you've been a loyal customer. They are doing a new promotion where they're giving you 20% off, plus, they're giving you a secret gift inside, which we will reveal next week. Go to mailcrate.com, enter the promo code BUMFUZZLE for 30% off your first order or 20% off your existing subscription. Mailcrate, if it ain't white, it ain't right. So, hey. They said to sing the last part in their fucking thing. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Mayo Crate. If it ain't white, it ain't right. All right. So with that said, they're debuting a new box next week. That Mm -hmm. is why they've re-upped with us, and I can't wait to see what it is, and I can't wait to tell you guys all about it. And you collected up front this time. Yes, I did. Okay. You ain't going to fool me twice. Fool me once, shame on you. Is it? What is it? You can't get fooled again. You can't get, can't get fooled again. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Timely references. G-dub. <laughs> Three presidents ago. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> All right. Hey, we, we got we to gotta get to chatting. Chatting. <laughs> 
Joey. Chatting about news. All right. Uh, Okay, so news, news, news. So two things. One of them is, for those that don't know, there is a... Can you call him a prospect? There's a guy named Blaze Jordan, real name. A child. He is 15 years old, and he is hitting 500-foot dongers. Ding, dang, dongers. 500 smacky mackies in the Texas Rangers stadium, you guys. He's 15 years old. He's 15 years old. He's 15 years old. At one point, he was 13 years old. And he was hitting 400-foot home runs. He's 15. He's 6'1", and he's 215. I was just going to ask if you knew that. Yeah. That's like a major league-ready body right now. So Hold let on. me ask we you this. We have a special guest on the pod. Special guest, my wife is here in her sweater that she's wearing. What's up, baby? I'm cold. Am I being loud? No. <laughs> you just smoke weed? Did you just smoke weed and come and kiss me? Yeah, you did. Get out of here, you little scamp. (laughs) (laughs) So my question to you is... Yeah? Is is how many people growing up were like crazy athletes? I'm 6'1", 220. And what happened to them? Oh, man. Uh, This is... Actually, let me tell you, friend of the podcast, uh, Sean Millar... We mm-hmm. were texting back and forth about Blaze Jordan today. And my final text to him was saying, quote, hopefully he gets drafted by the Mariners. And if not, he gets into drugs and alcohol. <laughs> so I've been around. Because I don't want him to face the Mariners ever if he pans out. Yeah. So I've been around people that have been like killer athletes, mm-hmm. like at all facets of my athletic and just high school and college career. Like I've been around people that. We're just fucking murderers. Like Reggie Williams was a guy yeah. who we played in high school. And that guy got drafted by the Jags, right? I think he went to UW. He did go to didn't, UW. Didn't turn into shit in <laughs> yeah. the NFL. Like, pan, like fucking totally fizzled out. And he's probably the most successful guy. Yeah. Well, Nate Robinson. Well, here's what I think about this. Nate Robinson, for sure. Or Marvin Williams. Can you... If I was Blaze Jordan, like, the people I played with who were really good were all dickheads because they knew how good they were. But Mm -hmm. if... Man, Blaze Jordan probably is a big old jerk. And I hate to call him a a 15-year-old boy a jerk. But, like, man, if I was him, I would be the biggest... I'd think my dick was the biggest in the whole land, dude. I would be the coolest dude in the world. Coolest guy at school. Mm-hmm. Like he's 15, and Bleacher yeah. Report's writing about him, and his he's bat working speed, out with Albert Pujols. His bat speed is quicker than Bryce Harper's, and he—they said he's barely lift. He just started lifting weights. I mean, he's gonna be a fucking like 10 win player. He's if, gonna if he mash taters for the Seattle Mariners, and I think that will still be in the topic for the number one pick, maybe in a couple of years. Who knows? We, we probably will have a pick that's up there. Yeah. I think we can get him. Give me Blaze. And what a name, too. You can't yeah. fail if you have a name like Blaze. I may have been talking to you or somebody else, but I was just like, that is such a fucking athlete name. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, like, like remember when Colt McCoy was that quarterback for the University of Texas? Yeah. Like, they know what they did with that name. Yeah. He's either going to be a cop or... <laughs> I could see Blaze being a cop. It is funny. Most of those really cool athletic names could be cops, too. Yeah, he could. I'm Officer Jordan, Blaze Jordan. Mm-hmm. I remember I uh, I grew up with a kid named Rex. I didn't remember, I didn't grow up with anyone with names like that. He was a bit of a douche. He would have to be. Fifteen year old, mashing five hundred foot home runs. Did the, in the video was it wood bats? Um, I can see. Because I was watching it and I didn't hear the ping, I'm watch, but I'm it was watching like a it right color. now. Dude, I think it fucking is. That's Hold what on, I let me let me listen to that noise again. That that's not wood. Is it aluminum? That aluminum sounds like wood. There's no piercing noise, dude. Aluminum doesn't really make it travel further. The prob- it just is quicker off the bat. Yeah, the problem is that his bat's painted, so it's hard to tell. That might be fucking wood. I'm going to Google search this article. Google search this article right now. Here's the thing. We love taters on this on this here podcast. We love dingers. We love dongs. We love home runs. We love all of it. So His swing is clean. It's it's a it's a doesn't it look like Nelson Cruz's swing too? Yeah. Yeah, where he kind of holds it, it back at the end. Yeah. No, I get why you say that. It's actually kind of like Robinson Cano. His bat speed is insane. He's so fast. He's 15. And that's the thing that can translate all the way up to the majors is like bat speed will get you far. That's like how they tell if guys should retire. Yeah. Is bat speed. Like if you just, like if you have elite bat speed, there's very few people who haven't become perennial all-stars with elite bat speed. Like, Ricky Weeks had really, really good bat speed, and he might be the worst person with elite bat speed in the last 10 years. And he's had several very, Damn very it. productive years. Can I give you a tidbit of this article? Give me a tidbit, baby. His coach is also, he either plays him at first or third base, but he also uses him as a closer because he throws a fucking 91 mile per hour fastball. And he's 15. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like cold diarrhea. That's a month old right now. You feel like that? I f- just this guy's natural ability <laughs> compared to what I've accomplished in life. I feel like nothing. Yeah, man, I get that. <laughs> I don't blame you. I know you, and I don't blame you. It's just what the fuck. You know, Ricky Weeks had a six-war season one year. Did he really? Yeah, in 2010. Oh, he well. only, the next best was 3.3 the next year. but then That's, that's still fucking great. The six is a crazy good year for a second baseman. Yeah. Three is, a, three is a good war, too, because I feel like anything below that is when they start talking farm and seeing if they could develop that. Three is, I feel like, three is a war that will get you paid in free agency. I feel like that's like the bottom. Yeah. Three war is a worth a lot. Three war is worth like. Yeah, you could argue but it, fifteen million. But even like a two or one, I feel like teams like the reason it was so slow this off season. I feel like that's 
where they're like, all right, maybe we can make some adjustments in the farm system and just fucking make that. Yeah, like two or one's achievable with people. Exactly. Like you should be a two or one or you shouldn't have a fucking job. Yes. That's, yeah. I mean, that's the whole basis. Yeah. That's the whole basis. Um, of okay. Joe Biden wants to beat the hell out of Trump if he was in high school. <laughs> that's a fun That's one. kind of the front and end of it, right? Yeah. It's fun. So it's a cool at, thing. He was at like a sexual assault awareness thing. And he, what happened was they, he brought up, it was brought up Trump, what he said in the past about grabbing women by the pussy and the way he, he's quite the misogynist our president is. And Biden said that if he was still in high school, if he was in high school with Trump and he heard him saying stuff like that, he would have taken him behind, I think the bleachers and beaten the hell out of him, Mm -hmm. which I just love. I love old men (laughs) debating over stuff where they're just like, let's just resort to violence. Cause like even Biden's like very far left. But he's mm-hmm. still like, I would have beat his ass. <laughs> yeah, he was like one of the first politicians to be open about gay marriage. Like even before Obama and everything. Yeah. But he just fucking takes it there. I love it. Dude, I'll say this. Who would win in a fight, Joe Biden or Donald Trump? Well, pff, Biden would fucking dust that guy. Dude, the, the, the only reason, the, the only reason I say that is cardio. Donald Trump. Yeah, I just think I just think I that think guy gets his ass beat. Beat up Donald Trump. He gets his ass beat on cardio alone. Yeah, just run a couple laps. Yeah, he's gonna try to. Trump's gonna try to take you down and double leg you, and then you just have to fucking just get on top and just go to town on his face. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll say this as a UFC fan, the idea of Joe Biden running for president and debating Donald Trump gets me as excited as a highly hyped UFC fight. And I have the exact same emotions around it. Yeah. I'm to be very interesting to see if he decides to run. Yeah. It'll be good. That's a whole thing. That's a whole thing. That is a whole damn thing, but that's all we need to talk about that because we need to go to sports. We do. But before I say, Oh, I guess this is a sports thing. Um, so yeah. Listen up, it's time for sports. This shit's recorded. How else are you supposed to know that this shit's important? With with all that, um, damn dude, Anthony Joshua just challenged Stipe Miocic to a boxing match. That's crazy. A word. We'll get away from that. All right. So sports talk. Dude, fuck it. Baseball's nearby. We don't have to say anything about like that. Should we just get to the bread and butter? Yeah, just uh yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, just fuck let it. me just hold on. Let me pull I got coconut oil. I got a jar of coconut oil next to my bed. I gotta unscrew real quick. Gotta get So while you're while you're lubing up, can I can I give the poor man's version of the excitement around this? You can try. I actually think you're going to be proud of me. Bruh. All right. So Daniel Bryan just got cleared to wrestle again in the WWE. Say it with some more enthusiasm. Daniel Bryan just got cleared to wrestle again in the WWE. Woo, baby. So this is, I knew it was important to you. I knew it was important to wrestling fans. But today I went out and did my own research on the importance of this event. So Daniel Bryan, for those that don't know, is the truest form of a people's champ Yes. more than any other wrestler. And let me explain why. Yes. 
Daniel Bryan came up in a time in wrestling where kayfabe, where you break character or you can see behind the scenes, it no longer exists, I guess is a way to say it, where the age of information mm -hmm. makes everything too readily available. So, like, the circumstances that Daniel Bryan that was going through and having the opportunity to wrestle, the setbacks that he got because they didn't think he was a leading man because he, too, he was too small, there was a tone of realness to that that never existed in other generations. So that's why he truly was the people's champ because he was kind of like Rudy in a way where people were rooting for him because in a way he was undersized. He wasn't like this typical flashy wrestler that had like a gimmick, but that's why people liked him because there was a piece of themselves that was in Daniel Bryan. And there was multiple setbacks and circumstances that Daniel Bryan went to. Um, I think there was a moment which he went independent briefly. He was in WrestleMania one time and he got pinned in 18 seconds because yeah. they weren't going to give him the opportunity to develop his character. And there was just a lot of like business and physical setbacks for him that when this final blow struck on Daniel Bryan's career, it was extra hard because he was fighting and achieving. And no matter what anyone was saying, he was pushing forward in his career to be successful. But this was just like the dagger when he got hurt. And it no longer could make that dream live. So that though he was the people's champ, and people were excited about him because, again, a little piece of them was in Daniel Bryan because he was such a fan and a lover of wrestling. That dream died a little bit. But here we go again. Daniel Bryan pushed through, and he's now the fucking people's champ again. How did I do? You did well. You did well. I, I liked the summation. I wanted to expand before I delve deep into my love for Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Uh, when you say that he had a piece, people had a piece of themselves within Daniel Bryan, and you were talking about how the lines of kayfabe and reality, we live in this reality era now, are blurred. That same piece of themselves that people found uh, in Stone Cold Steve Austin lives in Daniel Bryan, but for this generation. Because... Stone Cold had this whole, everybody's in the 90s, right? And they all hate their boss. Everyone's getting all these office jobs with the way technology's going. And everyone mm -hmm. wants to say, fuck off to your boss. But Stone Cold wasn't an underdog. He was, he had everything. He was 6'3", he was jacked, he could talk, he could wrestle, he was charismatic. and He so was he a template wrestler. He was a template wrestler and he played the role perfectly. But he mm -hmm. was perfect for the role. Daniel Bryan, on the other hand, was never perfect for the role. Is he one of the best wrestlers in the world? Hands down. But he's small. He they did they used to run uh they used to make fun of him all the time for the dumbest thing. They made fun of him for his beard. They used to call him a goat because he had an ugly beard. Uh they used to make fun of him because for a long time he was vegan, so they would call him nerd and shit, and they would make fun of the lifestyle about how he's a wimp because he wasn't eating meat. And he just overcame and overcame and overcame. And after the 18-second pin by Sheamus, that was the first night everyone started chanting Daniel Bryan because the the people who are really into like wrestling, like in the way that I am, where we watch like independent wrestling, were like, "That's the best fucking wrestler on WrestleMania," and you just had him get kicked in 18 seconds and pinned when that guy, in terms of the art of pro wrestling, could run circles around Sheamus. I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> 
Okay. I hope I didn't steal your thunder in any way, by no, the no, way. No, 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 you didn't. Because I okay. liked that. I'll be honest with you. got me kind of hot. Good. I'm happy. Because it really made me appreciate him coming back is the perseverance that he's had to do. Because like you see guys His like... whole career has been yeah, perseverance. And it's just that this is a novice guy. But like John Cena, like sure, maybe I'm not taking away from anything of how hard he worked. But it's like Daniel Bryan, since the day he retired, had people not believing in him that he should fucking be there. And he proved himself time and time so again. How it, the, and so his whole story and his ascension to the main event of WrestleMania 30 was one of the best stories told. And it's, it's a story that happened on accident. Because what happened was, is Daniel Bryan was hot. Hot, hot, hot. He beats John Cena. At SummerSlam, which in this mm-hmm. time, one, two, three, beating John Cena clean in the ring happened maybe once in three or four years since then. Yeah. And, and John Cena is a good dude because he actually not only wanted to fight Daniel or Brian Danielson, but he wanted him to win. Like, that was his idea. And so he wins then. But then his. So after he gets pinned in 18 seconds, right? He spends a couple years and he comes back. He beats John Cena clean. And then Triple H, who was the special guest referee, turns on him. And then Randy Orton comes and cashes in his money on the bank. So he was only champion for like three minutes. And oh. then he keeps pursuing Randy Orton and then he beats him again, but then they strip him of the title. And it's this whole storyline about how he's a B plus player. And then this is where the reality sets in is because people are seeing that, Hey, they're really not They don't think Daniel Bryan should be the face of this company. No. Then they bring back Batista, Dave Batista, the guy who's now in guardians of the galaxy, who's in James Bond. Hey, he played, uh, whatever the big blue guy is in guardians of the galaxy. But, uh, he mm-hmm. comes back for a special return, and he comes back as a surprise and wins the Royal Rumble. The And that is a, a match they didn't even put Daniel Bryan in, and the place revolted. Abs- they were chanting Daniel Bryan. The moment number 30 came out, they chanted mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan the rest of the match because that yeah. is who they wanted to see win. And it got to the point where they took over so much that they changed the whole story going into WrestleMania. He beats Triple H in a match to uh, put into the championship match at the end of the night and then beats Batista and Randy Orton and he wins. Then he gets hurt and then he has to relinquish the title. Then he comes back and they start working him in again. The same sort of Royal Rumble thing happens, but this time he's in it and then they just dump him out right away. So people are pissed. Then Roman Reigns, this has screwed Roman Reigns over this whole Daniel Bryan thing because they have someone who actually is very popular with the fans. And then he gets he wins the Intercontinental Championship at the next Mania, but then he gets hurt, and then they won't clear him, and they won't clear him. And then a couple years later, he retires. Two, and then two years goes by. Now, the thing about his retirement is that he has been to doctor after doctor after doctor saying that he can wrestle, and he is cleared to wrestle. But there's one doctor who's employed by the WWE who says he can't. And this is a concussion issue. This doctor has been named in multiple lawsuits. One against the WWE and two in the NFL lawsuit where the players are suing the NFL. He actually was brought up in the movie Concussion. So this guy is playing it extra, extra careful because he's already has his name out in all these lawsuits about concussions. And then finally... After two years, I think maybe they were just waiting to see if his brain was the exact same it was two years later. Yeah. And they say all the testings say he's clear. So he finally got cleared. 
And Daniel Bryan is like stone. It's for me, it's Stone Cold and Daniel Bryan are my two favorite wrestlers of all time. Daniel Bryan, I got the hiccups. Helped my wife get into wrestling. Fun story. During the time in which they weren't gonna take put him into Mania, they had two ch- main titles, and it was my one year anniversary with my then girlfriend. And I was like, "Hey, on the one year anniversary, Raw's gonna be at Key Arena. We're going." And I want you to watch it because at that time she humored me, but I was like, if you see this live, you'll love it. And during that time when they did, they did this whole championship ceremony where they were going to be like Randy Orton versus John Cena. And they're going to, whoever wins, they unify the title. So they have all these old world champions in the ring at one time. There's Rey Mysterio, there's Big Show, there's Mark Henry, there's CM Punk, there's Triple H, there's Shawn Michaels, there's Randy Orton, and then there's also John Cena, and there's also Daniel Bryan. Now, Daniel Bryan's from Seattle, and so people are still mad because all of a sudden he's not competing for the title anymore, even though he got screwed at every turn. So there was no payoff. And they chant, and we chanted for like 15, 20 minutes. The show almost went to 1030 which is 30 minutes beyond its time slot because everybody would not stop chanting Daniel Bryan so much so that no one could talk. People were just I standing actually, in the ring. I actually heard that they had to eventually modify his intro and use a studio clip of his intro music because yet people chanting yes was fucking up the live audio, so they couldn't use that when he was walking into the ring. <laughs> I've never heard that, but that's hilarious, if true. Yeah. He, people... They love Daniel Bryan, and we got to watch him retire. Baby's back. I'm telling the story about Daniel Bryan. Come here. So then he retired in Seattle. Chelsea and I were there. And now, two years later, he's back. He got physical last night. He got beat up, and he got his ass kicked last night, which was hilarious because you thought maybe he'd take like a small bump, but then Kevin Owens like powerbombed him under the ring apron, and he's back. He's going to wrestle WrestleMania. My wife's in the room. I'm really happy for you. What's up, baby? What are you doing? I feel like a soul (laughs) has been injected back into your passion. I was so ecstatic about this. I couldn't believe it. When I I was on Twitter and they just, you could believe it. Do you want to come and uh, talk about it? I think my wife is stoned. What are you trying? How many people, I hit you up, you know that. How many people hit you up on that one? A down? lot of people. I hit up a lot of people myself, too, because I I was bored on Twitter, and the article that I clicked on was like two minutes old. So it just literally just broke. So then I just like copied and pasted, like all caps, Daniel Bryan has been cleared to wrestle again, and sent it to as many people as I could. And dude, it's the best. It's the best. The, and here's the thing, is that, since he's been hurt, it's probably been about three or four years since he's truly competed because he competed for a little bit. But since he's been hurt, there's been so many more people who have joined the WWE that just are dream matches for Daniel Bryan. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Daniel Bryan. Shinsuke Nakamura said that Daniel Bryan's the part of the reason that he came to WWE. And right after he got signed, Daniel Bryan retired like a month later. AJ Styles, just in NXT, you have Aleister Black, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole. Uh, Velveteen Dream, 
You could have him face Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which he's about to do. There's so Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, all these people who have come into their own after that. Samoa Joe, are you kidding me? Can I ask you a question? Yes. What would you say is... I think that certain wrestlers' fans have different demographics. Yeah. What would you say Daniel Bryan's is? Because I would actually say it's probably the older group. Because he isn't as eccentric as others. I would say it's universal. That's what makes him... He's likable by every demographic. Because John Cena is like straight kids, right? Like John Cena is like kids, kids and he's won over the older crowd over time. Yeah. People love Daniel Bryan. Young, yeah. old, boy, girl, smart, Mark, they love him. Because he's a good character. Uh, he's easily easy to believe. Uh, he's an underdog. He's one of the best wrestlers. Yeah. He's super fun to watch. Mm-hmm. He's got it all. And he's back. And I'm so happy. I think he's going to incorporate this animal style and change his style up a little bit because it's oh, a little bit Oh, because you watched fluid. Total Divas Season 1. Yeah, that's what I saw, yeah. <laughs> and he's going to do it to try to prevent head injuries. Yeah, he. Uh, I know he's been, uh, what's it called, watching a lot of Zack Sabre Jr. matches to do a lot uh, more of a safe style. He's still going to do it. He's a madman. He loves wrestling. He probably won't hold back too much. Yeah. All right, let's not talk about Daniel Bryan anymore because I will talk about it for another hour no, but I think that was a good. I think that was a good recap. I love I'm Daniel glad that Bryan. I did the research to appreciate it. I got to the meet level Daniel Bryan at a book signing. Okay, I'm gonna mute you. <laughs> <laughs> but I will give you the opportunity to be excited about announcing our contest winner. And why don't we have a double guest episode next week, and they can just come on that? Sure. I mean, we could just interject too. We'll figure it out. We'll but why don't you? Out. Why don't you do the honors and no, let no, the no, you. Know. I just talked forever. I need to catch my breath. Okay, so we had some submissions around people uh, that submitted their fucking submitted their submissions. I don't know, man, to be in the contest to record live on Bumfuzzle. And there is one in particular that by far was the best submission. And it just it wasn't even fucking close out of all the submissions that we had mm-hmm. and to give you some context i'm gonna read it before i announce to people and this killed me i think i laughed about this for 15 minutes so the guy who submitted it he texts someone and says that new bum fuzzle sewed though those guys definitely fuck And the person who responded, we'll use their first name, Tori, said, Jum, what do you even want me to say to that? You need friends. Well, wait, are they hot? I'd probably watch them fuck, honestly. (laughs) And then he says, no, like they don't fuck each other. It's just a saying. (laughs) (laughs) On board right away. Just... You want to talk about bat speed dingers? That was like, it was out of the park in uh, half a second. That was a Blaze Jordan 500-foot tater. Yes. That was the mission. Fucking incredible. And this honor goes to the main bum fuzzy, Jimmy Nips, coming from Bigfoot, Kentucky, 
Jimmy, congratulations. Jimmy. We'll reach out and coordinate to get you on the pod where we can talk about dingers. And whatever else we want. And whatever he could be a whole soder. Do you think he'll want to be on the whole sode? Yeah, I think Jimmy would like to be on the whole sode. Jimmy Nips, we'll coordinate. We'll coordinate. Congratulations, buddy. You deserve it. If not next week, the week after. If not the week after, the week before. We will absolutely do it. It'll happen. I love it. Congratulations, Jimmy Nips. And thank you, everybody who submitted. We did have some really, really good submissions. Speaking mm-hmm. of submissions, let's get into the question of the week. Mm-hmm. So we have two. So this first one I'll ask you, and then I can field most of the next question, of course. Um, if it had to play every time you entered a building, thank God it was building and not room, what would your entrance music be? I thought about this long and hard. And it was hard for me because I have a scroll of decks of... Oh, I'm sorry. This is from Naughty Ned on Twitter, by the yeah, way. Naughty My Ned, apologies. The naughtiest of Neds. The anime, the anime guy made us watch yep. anime. Uh, I thought about this a lot today. And if I had to choose one, I think I would go with Psycho Killer by Talking Heads. Really? Yeah. Which version? The live version or the studio one? Studio. Stop it. <laughs> Picture this. You just walk in. I'd, I'd do a couple laps. You could like karaoke step when the guitar comes in. Yeah, I do a little hitch in my step. And then just like do the and I get do to the randomly go ha 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 baby the the gun finger wave too yeah I think because I had to go through a lot you're asking someone who likes wrestling as much as I do there's some badass themes in wrestling but I think and this actually was used as a wrestling theme on the Indies by Tommaso Ciampa but I think this would be the one is that your favorite Talking Head song yes I think it's the only one I can name. Oh damn! I was about to get so excited because I'm I love the Talking Heads. I'm actually going to go see David Byrne, and that's my favorite Talking Heads song. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll listen to it. I guess. Don't worry about it. I'm going to be gay about it. <laughs> uh, what about you? Uh, if I were to do this like every single time, because like it would have to work in. Every aspect of life, like my job, mm, boom, boom. that one, that would be pretty good. Um, probably da da da. How does that one go? <laughs> it goes like this. <laughs> you'll as soon as you'll hear it, you'll start giggling. Here it is. Ready, set. I want you to sing it. Wait, what? Goes, Get your fucking ass together. Goes, Here we go. Da, da. Come on, dude. One, two, three, four. This is not it. <laughs> this is not one, it. Though. It's not it. I need to find it. It goes da. He literally just says da da da. We're gonna fucking, we're gonna fucking make this a crippled episode until I figure out where this goddamn song is. Here it is, right here. Fuck you. Away. No, YouTube. <laughs> God. YouTube ads. Someone should right. have been ready. This. <laughs> Pretty good, right? Wait, wait, I want the da 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 part. 
That, yeah, this is the one I thought it was. He's like, da, da, da. Yeah, it's coming. We got to hear one. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Come on. <laughs> Would you pick it up right there? Would you make everybody wait? That's about the minute mark. I think I'd do the minute. I would I would do the whole thing. Good. And the thing is I would make every interaction wait until he started saying da 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 like we just did. This is what happens every time we walk into the same place. Oh, that's awful. There we go. All right, next question. Let's wrap his bad right. boy up. Let's put a little bow on this thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna outro with that. Uh, someone was just asked what we use for technology. They asked if we use cast, the kind of mics. Um, okay, so we use Cast. It's tryca.st. T-R-Y-C-A.st is the site. You can sign up for it. You do all your recording through there. You don't have to download a thing, and it's super easy to edit. I use a, I use a Yeti microphone. What do you use? Do you know? It says blue on it. It says, it says blue Encore 100. Yeah. So whoever Boom. sounds good, go buy that one. I sound the best. That's what I hear. Da, da, Thank da. you for listening. Um, us homework ideas, my friends. Homework questions. The cool thing is that we have awesome guests coming up. We have Jason. We have Demetrius. We have Jimmy Nips. And we also have another one that I am not ready to announce yet. But we're only going to ever talk to people that make us excited we're never gonna just do it for the sake of and doing soon it. So with your that. help daniel vogelbach we ask a lot of you guys between questions and homework but daniel vogelbach tweet at him can't we all just share the accomplishment of daniel vogelbach ends up on bum fuzzle we're gonna have to do it we're gonna have to do it hey by the all way right, breaking everybody. news before we go zanino with three slammy tammies tonight Hold on, Grand Slams? No, 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 no. That's a my friend's trying to get Slammy Tammy's over as a as an option for Dinger, but uh, he's yeah. got three Dingers tonight. That ain't working. Nope. Sorry, friend of Aaron. Sorry, Shut the Evan. Fuck up with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night. Bye bye.